What do you think? I think we're dead meat. Real dead meat. You're dead meat! Go ahead and laugh, you guys. If I ever find a little glasses of business, they're dead meat. Welcome to the Dead Meat Podcast, your horror safe haven. I'm Chelsea. And I'm James, and we're married, and we like to get scared together. Yes, Molly's here, too. Molly's here, too. She's very excited. She really perked up at that intro. Mm -hmm. She knows that she's on camera. (laughs) I couldn't find my ring. Yeah. We're going to have to go find that after. (laughs) Yeah. I think what you were filming a bit with a costume. It's always bits. Yeah. Always bits. Yep. Sorry for missing a podcast last week. Uh, Everything is fucking crazy right now. I don't know if you heard, but everyone's on strike. (laughs) We're not on strike, but it still affects us. Yes, Quite it does. a bit. Quite a bit. We had our dead meat schedule up through... The, the schedule was set through the end of the year. Scripts were written through the end of October. Yeah, and then we couldn't use any of those yeah. because of the strike. Mm-hmm. Because we're not covering struck work. So we had to go back and just replan everything last minute. So everything is kind of... It's so, it's, it's so weird straddling a line. Of being, are we reviewers? Are we influencers? Yeah. You know, it really depends on how other people perceive us. Uh, I feel like our work is primarily a review. and Yeah. But, you know. We're erring on the side of caution. Erring on and the side of caution, And it's good to have sure. solidarity. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah. we can afford to have solidarity with those on strike. We definitely should. Uh, but, yeah, that's why we just didn't have time James specifically did not have time for a podcast. I'm not going to have time for the rest of the Last time because he's been hard at work retooling uh, basically the entire channel. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, And we also, we had It's been a great year, man. uh, Yeah, no kidding. Um, We we had a convention, though, last weekend. Those are always nice. Midsummer Scream. Thank you, everyone who came out. and, and It's always so validating hearing from people how much we mean to them. It is. It definitely gives me some energy Mm -hmm. uh some just renewed energy in what we we do and it is it's just nice to see people both for the first time and people we've met before um it was really fun i'm sorry that uh we both were sick during it (laughs) but not covid no we took peace don't worry we would not come to a convention with covid yeah and Uh, we were just minorly sick yeah i I think what happened was you maybe caught a cold Mm -hmm. and then i caught it from you and then Mm -hmm. mine just turned into a sinus infection Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, we're we're unclear about how much we can talk about any movies because I have a fun game idea that I'm going to run eventually with yes, you. Yes, James came up with a game yeah. that he's going to make me play, and I really want to do it, but I'm afraid we can't I It's It's unclear it. is the thing. It's it's uh It involves cinema score uh-huh. ratings, which are you know related to box office, which I follow pretty intently nowadays. And I think only seven horror movies have gotten an A cinema score. It's it's hard for horror to get it because cinema score is based on opening weekend crowd reaction. So, you know, it's How kind of measure. It, it's with little surveys that you get. Oh. And uh, the, the best judge of a like if you get a B plus cinema score, it's bad. Like if a movie gets a B plus cinema score, it's like oh fuck, its legs might be fucked because the the uh, the curve, you know, it's kind of like how IMDb ratings are all weird. But the curve for cinema score is like you expect the people seeing it opening weekend to love it. This so is- if they don't love it, it's bad. 
put like a B plus? A B plus is bad, apparently. This is such a spinal tap question, but <laughs> yeah. why wouldn't you just adjust it so that B plus is not like so that a D is actually I don't bad? Because you can get an A minus, that's fine. A is good. A plus is like fucking great. Uh, like Maverick got an A plus. Right. Uh, but yeah, only I think seven horror horror movies traditionally. Like a B is a good for a horror movie. Uh, some horror movies have gotten Fs. Only seven horror movies, I believe, have gotten I'm, A's. And I, I was almost want to you... play what movies have gotten Fs. We can do both, but Shit. not right now, apparently. <laughs> we don't know. Didn't we? Did we ask Sag if we could do that game? We asked the representative that we spoke to on the phone if we could sure. play that game, and they weren't sure. Okay. So we don't know. Hopefully we get answers, because I really want to play that. It'll be a lot of fun, and it's. I feel like it's talking about them in an incidental way rather than uh, – but you never know. So that's where we are now. That's basically the – and here's the other thing. Let me pass the dog off. Thank you. I'll take the baby. Uh, you know, A24, for instance, has made an agreement with uh, the unions. Because I'm drinking this thing and <laughs> it's, it has condensation. Wet? Don't worry. She hasn't peed. So Talk to Me, for instance, is apparently unstruck, cleared work. We could maybe cover that I next think we're episode. I think we're going to do that next episode. Mm-hmm. We're going to – get molly's head out of the microphone uh we're gonna do talk to me next episode (laughs) but other a24 work may be co-distributed or co-produced by studios and amptp foreign films which we said and independent films which we said we might be able to cover a lot of those are co-distributed or co-produced by studios and amptp so especially like foreign films have their american distribution by a company like sony or universal so i i think pearl for instance, is uh, Universal is involved in some way. So it's like you think it would be clear. I think – so we've been on the phone with SAG asking about specific titles, and God bless them. They've been so patient. Yeah. They've been looking in their database. They've been clearing them. Yeah, or- SAG is not – or SAG has been super helpful. This is not SAG's fault. Uh, studios, get your shit together get and pay people, pay people so God that we don't it. have to do this. But you would think, for instance, Velocipaster – it's it's struck. It's struck somehow. Wow. I I don't know who picked up the distribution rights or maybe the streaming rights or something. But even something like Velocipaster has ties to AMPTP Studio. So it's it's very it's a tight and and then the last thing I'll say about all this is like sometimes it's uh, especially with Asian language uh, productions we'll get the clear from SAG. There's no co distributions and then our YouTube network will be like. Yeah, but the people who own those rights will give copyright strikes, like mm. what happened with Train to Busan. Right. So some of those, Audition, I think, was cited as a, a like, strike-heavy distributor. So this is what we're dealing with, folks. It's, uh, it's a quagmire, and so mm-hmm. kill counts are going to get weird pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't heard, I'm working on another kill count. Yep. It's quite a behemoth as it turns i mean we, it won't come out till october it's not gonna come out till october yeah. like late october probably i'm not i'm not 100 sure if we decided when that's coming out but yeah we're gonna do danganronpa <laughs> um i've been wanting to do it for years yeah truly this is kind of like this was a perfect moment excuse i guess i'm yeah. glad we didn't do it before because it works so perfectly uh, if you're not familiar with it, it's a anime-style vi- video game that is like a murder mystery. It's like a bunch of whodunits, which is why I played it initially, because I love problem-solving and mysteries and whodunit-type 
things. And there's it's like takes place in a high school and a bear is the principal. I don't know. It's, it's anime. It's very anime. Yeah. I love that. There's three games. I love them all. We're going to do the first game. And if we people like it and it doesn't kill us, maybe we'll <laughs> do the next two games. Yeah. So that's what we're doing this episode. It's already kind of free for, you know, there are podcasts that are just this every time. This is just whatever every time. That's. And they're hugely popular. That's the thing is those are the ones that are huge and get nominated for streaming. Um, <laughs> I'm not mad. Uh, it would just be us uh, just saying uh, the whole time. Let's try that. That's the strike show. Just have a hangout podcast. Hangout podcast. Gressel, you in? Oh Yeah, this isn't also giving me horrible like anxiety of the fact that popular podcasts are just people who bullshit because <laughs> my minor podcast compared to you guys wow, yeah, also the one that has a lot you of spend work. all your life writing yeah. rich thematic fictional worlds for <laughs> oh, man. but i don't have to deal with the strike so grass sure, is greener sure uh, and a lot of those podcasts are like fucking daily they do them every day or like three times a week you know what though they're bad Hey, I'm not. I'm not here. I'm, I won't. That was me. Comment on their quality. That wasn't me who said that. That was other James. <laughs> Some are bad. I ain't gonna say shit like that. Because if you want me on that podcast, I'll come on that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> A daily podcast, though. Oh my god. I don't. You care. I don't care if it's good or bad. The work for that. Have. Respect for that. For sure. Yeah, I don't know how much new stuff I would have to talk about. That's the day. thing. I don't know yeah. if I have that much to say. Yeah. <laughs> for real. <laughs> I guys, I guys spend that other time learning about stuff to say. I feel like at that point it turns into morning radio, though, where all the stuff they talk about is just stuff they all saw on Twitter that morning. Oh yeah, it, mm. it, I have thought that many times listening to podcasts. Like I'm just listening to drive time radio. Yeah, yeah, like uh-huh. it's just called something different now. <laughs> I that's what happens. Yeah, evolution. Uh, but yeah, so many people got back to us on Twitter because I was originally going to post this on all the social meds. I said no. Yeah, one tweet <laughs> was sufficient. Much. Yeah, I got. I pulled some questions. Did you pull questions? You're looking at your phone. I didn't pull them, but I can just look at them. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I got some. Mm-hmm. You want to just get right? Yeah, get, get into right it. Let's okay. do it. Fuck it. I have a tweet from our friend Johnny. Johnny Birchtold. Johnny Birchtold. And he asked, uh, can we do another podcast together where we talk about haunted houses? Yes. Also, my question is, what was your what is your favorite haunted house moment you've experienced? I shoot from the hip answer for me is you bathing in Sam's spit in the trick or treat uh, haunted uh, haunt that we oh, did. Oh yeah, your first year at Universal. <laughs> they had a Sam on the ceiling, anima- not quite animatronic. Although I guess his head kind of yeah, moved. but he like spit out but water, he was spitting water, and you were and just, just like. Mm, bathing in it give me that theme park water and i just thought it was hilarious and uh i mean i remember it because i edited that video and yeah, saw that yeah. clip a lot but the moment that sticks out for me is it's because it's the only um moment i've experienced in a haunt where my knees involuntarily gave out i got so startled that my knees just buckled and i fell over it was in the exorcist house Oh, yeah. There was a Captain Howdy that I, I just was not <laughs> expecting. It was in such a weird, it was right in my periphery. I just, it was at a point where you're kind of walking past something and you assume that there's not going to be a scare there because you've already walked by it. Mm-hmm. And it just, I don't know. It just, my, it was so weird. I just remember my legs just gave out, just spaghetti. <laughs> I was on the ground. 
Uh, the poltergeist giant head that came out. Yeah, that thing ruled. There was a giant skull. That was my background on my phone for a while. I was gonna say that was your while. phone background for a long time. Yeah. I want to go to more um, non-universal. Haunts yeah, too. I think we're planning on doing not scary, not scary. Although we just went over our calendar a little bit, and it's a little fucked. It's we're a little. Try it's a little best. fucked. It's their 50th anniversary this year. Yes, so we definitely should because we went to Knott's for the first time this year earlier. Yeah, just the just regular before. Knott's during its Boysenberry Festival. Mm-hmm. It was fucking great. I love Knott's Berry Farm. I mean, we lucked out, I think, on the crowds. There's no, there's there was no, no one there. there. Well, we went on a weekday mm-hmm. during the spring. And, like, part of the park was still closed for renovations. Yeah, a lot of stuff was closed. So but I think... we rode that drop tower five times in a yeah, row. Like, it... got off, got back on. And um, <laughs> it's a ghost rider, the big wooden coaster. Yeah, yeah. It's a really solid. Shout out to the, the employees there who recognized us and gave us little short shortcuts to the rides. Thank yes. you so much. Good <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great place there. So we definitely should. Uh, but, I don't know, we can mention the – the conventions we're doing later this year because people often ask i think that was another question i pulled so yeah okay yeah we're doing silver scream con yes in new jersey Mm -hmm. that's our buddy spencer's from ice nine kills this is the second year of that convention uh we were invited last year but couldn't make it work schedule wise so i heard it was fantastic which is so excited for it that's really cool for a first time convention to get such accolades but i guess creepycon was the same thing that first year happened and everyone fucking loved it so uh we're excited to go there we haven't been to a con on the east coast because i don't think i could consider rochester new york oh it's in massachusetts the con is why have i been saying new jersey i don't know what oh wow i'm so sorry uh, it's That's why mess- you said that I would. <laughs> I'm like, I need to Google that because I don't think it's in New Jersey. Good. I hope we haven't bought plane tickets. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, but that's in September, right? In Danvers, Massachusetts. Danvers, that's right. Yeah. And then I think maybe the week after that is CreepyCon Aftermath. Let's see who's gonna be there at Silver Scream Con. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's Spencer. Everyone likes him, so he probably has a dope ass lineup. Okay, we got Tom Savini, sure, classic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Scout Taylor mm-hmm. Compton, of course. Yeah. Alex Vincent, Eric Freeman, a.k.a. Garbage Day. Garbage Day. A friend of the show, Catherine Corcoran. Oh, I mean, Tony Todd and Skeet Ulrich are right there at the top. Spencer put them above him. Wow. Under, oh, wait, what, what is RIP? I'm assuming it's a VIP thing. But, uh, yeah, he, he put Tony Todd and Skeet Ulrich <laughs> above himself. That's so great. Ooh, Doug Bradley. Joe Bob and Darcy. Okay, yeah. Tom damn. Atkins, who we haven't met yet. We need to meet Tom And Atkins. we need to meet him because that guy's like 90. That's priority. Uh, Christopher Nelson, the amazing makeup artist who did the new Halloween movies and who was in The Tripper, if you watched that kill count. Our mom, Felissa Rose. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, wonderful Felissa Rose. A bunch of Jasons, a bunch of Michaels. So, it, yeah. Damn, they, they got a real-ass convention going. Terry Kaiser. Alex Terry and Christy, Terry Kaiser will be there. Bernie himself. Uh, yeah. Uh, the Terrifier crew. Of course. Great, great. Always love them. They're the nicest fucking people. I love the Terrifier people. Yeah. They're they're so great. And uh, Can I just say, because Terrifier, we could talk about a little, because that's not We strong, can. Right? Okay. And you know what? I'll break the news here. Terrifier 2 is getting a kill count after the Hostel movies, because it's that independent. So... That's that's first up after Hostel. A lot yeah. of gore. A lot of gore coming on the channel. Like, Terrifier, I, I, I feel like we have such an interesting relationship with Terrifier because I love, like, 
I love all the people who've made those. Yeah. I, they're really, really kind, extremely talented, like amazing. It, I think the success that these movies have had in becoming this instant kind of iconic horror is really impressive and should inspire anyone who wants to work in this genre. Uh, we were mean to that first movie on the podcast. I didn't really like it. Yeah, we didn't we were, love it. We reviewed it a while ago. It would have been like 2017, 2018 18 maybe probably, we yeah. reviewed it. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, I didn't like most of the performances in it. And mm-hmm. I was kind of mean about it as we are on a podcast <laughs> where sometimes we rag on the things we watch. And like the people in that movie still so fucking nice to me. And do you know how much that haunts me at night? So much. Because they know what I said about their movie. They watched it. And they watched they those reviews. are so gracious and, like, mature, you yes. know? yeah. Like, I don't know. They are better people than I ever could be. <laughs> Truly. I, I admire them so much. I mean, specifically, Catherine Corcoran is... I, yeah. Fucking great. She has become like a good friend of yes. ours. Uh her and I might do a podcast yes. soon. Uh I, that's gonna be very, very just cool. like an offshoot thing while Chelsea's doing like VA uh, yeah. stuff. And- I just think she's like one of the most like she has so much like fortitude and is just so whip smart. Yeah, she's so good. And like I'm I'm <laughs> I, I also think about the comments we made covering that first movie. The, yeah, and she still uh, is just super nice, and I love being friends with her, and I'm so happy yeah. that we've gotten to know her. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't know if I could ever be that <laughs> kind to someone who is just a dick to me on a podcast. Yeah. Anyway, shout out. Just shout out to all of them. They're great. All the Terrifier people. That's the One hard, and two, like, they're so good. Th- we always say this, but... We talk about stuff. We really haven't made things that people can talk about in that capacity. Yeah. Putting yourself out there as an artist is extremely vulnerable. It's scary. Um, we talked about that a little bit on our Howie Mandel episode where it's like once you get to a certain point, people aren't obligated to be nice to you. And that is the scariest part of it's the double edged sword of, oh, finally, people are seeing the things I'm making but with that comes honesty. Mm-hmm. You know, people aren't, it's not, I think how we use the example of your mom reviewing your business on Yelp and giving you five stars. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, when it gets beyond that, that's, that's the hard part. That's, you know, when it, and, and it's so hard to find the line between, you know, being honest in your critical analysis of something, but recognizing that like there are, people behind those things that you're criticizing Mm -hmm. and especially now like we're probably going to meet those people Mm -hmm. and i i like to think that we have kind of found that line or we're always searching for it i like to think that i can still be critical of something even knowing that like it might be made by my friends or my future friends Mm -hmm. i i don't want to ever be like have all our edges sanded off, but I think you can be critical without being mean. Yeah. Which is really what we strive to do nowadays. Maybe in those earlier days when the channel was a lot smaller. Well, it was smaller and we just never assumed we would know these people. And I think it was also closer in time to the prevalent, uh, internet criticism type where it is like snarky Mm. and shit on everything Mm -hmm. like that in those in those early kill counts i would like if a movie was like bad or if people said it was like i shat all over predator 2 
Whereas I bet if we watched that now, we would fucking love that movie because that's of, the Los Angeles one. Yeah, right? that's no, the yeah, one. that shit slaps. Yeah, but I'm like, <laughs> this movie fucking sucks, and it's like, no, it's just because people said it sucks. So I was like, it must suck. Right. And it was just like that. That was closer to especially early 2010s internet was just like, oh, to to review something and to be funny about it, you just make fun of it and shit all over it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know, it's it's weird. It's yeah. weird going through that growth process. Yeah. Who did? Oh, God. There was a writer we met at a convention who wrote. A, a writer of one of the movies, maybe Wrong Turn 6, uh, with Sadie Katz in it, like, came up to us and was like, hey, I wrote this movie. And I'm like, oh, that's the one I shat all over. But he was so cool and so, again, gracious. And just like, yeah, I know. It wasn't great. But, like, I liked your review of it. And it's, it's amazing. It's just, it's always humbling. And I'm always in a moment like that thinking you're a better person than me like truly because i just think to be vulnerable as an artist and then to be level-headed in the face of maybe even mean criticism that takes so much emotional maturity and strength that i don't know i haven't been in that position really i don't know if i have that yeah i haven't been tested in that way um and we're still you know we're still critical of stuff to this day. Watch my Winnie the Pooh kill count. I crap all over that movie, but I do at least have the sense. They made a movie. You didn't. That's what I say at the beginning. I'm yeah. like, always got to say it. They made a movie. I haven't. So right. hopefully that's enough to make them not hate me if they see that review. Because, uh, you know, try again. Make another movie and, you know, keep going. That's the other thing. I was talking to Gressel about this the other day, about how, like, I've realized now how – when you're first getting into film, you inevitably are drawn towards like Kubrick, Tarantino, Scorsese, people who like their whole filmography is hit after hit after hit. Mm-hmm. But the more uh, I engage with film as a medium, the more I, you know, review things, the more I realize like if you make one good movie, it's, that's, it's that's a great. miracle. Yeah, it's a, a miracle. Movie, yeah. Everything else you make could be shit. Yeah. Whatever. You made a you made a movie and if it's a good movie holy shit that's That's amazing an incredibly difficult thing to do yeah even once so like and and then of course it makes me realize the people who do knock hit after Mm -hmm. hit out is like how do you do that it's supernatural but like if if someone makes one great movie and a bunch of shit after that i'm not judging them and (laughs) i i you know an example i love to bring up or i don't know example is the right word but uh think of Roger Ebert. Roger Ebert, (laughs) probably the most famous film critic who will ever live. Mm -hmm. I don't think you're ever going to have another household name like that. That's a film critic. Uh, He made a movie called Beyond the Valley of the Dolls, which I love. Unironically, (laughs) I think is is fantastic, but it's not not what you think it's going to be. For a film critic to go make, you assume like, okay, this film critic, (laughs) who everyone just assumes he, he knows what he's talking about. He spent his whole life talking about movies and understanding film. If he makes a movie, it's got to be great. Just go watch it. <laughs> Just go watch it. It's seeing is believing with Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. Again, I adore it. It is so bizarre, and the aesthetic is great. Super funky. Granted, this is it's like younger. 70s? Yeah, it's okay. from the 70s. This is younger Ebert. So yeah. maybe if he made a movie in the 2000s, we would have had a masterpiece. I don't know. <laughs> but um, yeah, anyway. I don't know where we were going with that. No, no, that's this whole episode. That's Hangout this... podcast. What? Hangout podcast. Hangout, Hangout podcast, podcast, baby. We can talk about whatever the fuck we want. <laughs>
pick a new road for us to travel down, huh? All right, what let's do we got? see. Wow, that all spawned from Johnny Birchtel asking us about haunted houses. Thanks, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we've got a question about D and D and D. Oh, great. <laughs> uh, from our friend Chris, uh, Christopher. I I apologize if I mispronounce your name. Iconomu. Oh, is it Con Chris? Huh? Oh, Con Chris. Yeah. yeah, we call you Con Chris. <laughs> by the way, because uh, we've met you several times now, it's always a delight. Um, let's see. Chris says, I just got into D&D&D, so what's your favorite meal Gressel has ever made for you? And for Gressel, what's your favorite meal or food moment you've shared with James and Chelsea, D&D related or not? I have a horrible retention. I, I, I would need a list to look yeah, at and then be able to be like that one. There's so many. There's so, it's been like years. Like at this point, yeah. <laughs> it's been, yeah. It's been a long time and there, it, it, we've done 176 <laughs> this week, next week. Wow. Um, couple weeks, whenever the next time we record is not quite that many meals, but no, yeah. no, but I mean, it's 30 or 40 a season. We're in season five, you yeah. know, so it's a lot. Yeah. Um, I think the best, my favorite thing that I've made for the show, by the way, uh, we are talking about our Dungeons and Dragons podcast Yeah, that has been ongoing since even before dead meat podcast is that true i think it's just a, a little bit. bit older yeah than the dead meat, dead meat podcast. podcast was 2018 like february we started recording D D in 2017 whoa yeah yeah wow yeah okay it it released in 2018 okay we started recording in 2017 yeah it which is now nuts <laughs> yeah it's uh, dinner and dungeons and dragons or dungeons and dragons and dinner that we sounds know? weird to it's me. It's dinner and judges. Oh, it is dinner. I mean, dinner. like, like say that. It just doesn't sound right. You're yeah, right. Chelsea's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, dinner and dungeon. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think my favorite thing that I've made for the show, I mean, recency bias, I guess. Everybody loved the spaghetti. I did love the no, spaghetti. Good spaghetti dude. And the duck to start this latest season was really good. I love a good cooked duck. Mm -hmm. I, I just love cooking duck and making duck for you guys because everybody likes it mm -hmm. but the best food thing that the best food that i my favorite food that i've made for you guys in tater tot the tater tots were very very good especially the purple potatoes. yes those were awesome yeah those were really good there's a uh there's a uh, farm weiser farms in la uh at the santa monica farmer's market if you can get their potatoes it's a most exemplary vegetable. <laughs> yes, yes, Mr. Collins once said. I, you know what I always think about though is that snow crab you made for us. That or it was king snow crab. crab, king crab. Yeah, that for king Christmas. crab you made for Christmas uh, one year. I think it was that pandemic was Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, COVID Christmas. It yeah. was amazing, and I keep chasing that crab. And now I won't say the chain restaurant we went to recently uh, because I guess if you say that, <laughs> people fucking Guys, flip out. On. Don't review bomb shit. Yep. Moron, and but... then the restaurant caught on fire <laughs> right know. after that. Oh my god, we made Do a you donation. Know how shitty, we felt, yeah, yeah, we did make a sizable We made donation. a donation, and I, th we made, yeah, hopefully that helped. But it's like, this Jesus other Christ, place, we're so sorry. This other place, which is a chain place we went to, so I wouldn't even feel bad, but I'm still gonna show restraint. I got the crab there, it was the worst crab i've ever had you watch that frustration i would try to crack it it would just like bend I mean, the, could, the, the shell would just smush we could say where it was because this was a 
large chain of restaurants. This is not a singular establishment. I don't know, hon. I don't know what the pow- power we have is anymore. You want to throw Outback <laughs> under the <laughs> Yeah, because they like rise a Schmoutback steakhouse. <laughs> that play, oh my God. And like, one, you would, I would pull out the, I would like crack it and then pull and the meat would just stay in the other shell instead of like coming out with it. Once you got the meat out, it was, it was like, drenched in butter and then by the knuckles there there was some weird green shit on all the knuckles that'll happen yeah crap no oh it was awful the steak i got was pretty fucking great actually surprisingly (laughs) yeah i had good mashed potatoes it is a steakhouse it is an outback crab house you're right i just it was that was during the convention it was one of the only places that we could sit down and eat without waiting half an hour and therefore it taking up half of our only break we have during the day. And Outback Steakhouse, there's not a ton I can eat because I don't eat red meat. Yeah. And I didn't want anything fried. So I just had mashed potatoes and mac and cheese. And man, (laughs) walking there, it's like 100 degrees out. I'm walking back. I've just eaten so much just heavy white food. It's fucking awful. It's a weird weekend. The people were, like, everyone was so great that weekend. It was just me having a sinus infection. And it's just, like, humid in there. Yeah, there was a- Full of mashed potatoes. There was, like, a convention after party Saturday night that you didn't go to. No, I tapped them. Fuck you tap the fuck I out. I instacarted some Afrin nose spray mm-hmm. and Vicks Vapo Rub <laughs> and watched Kitchen Nightmares on my phone. <laughs> I got to hang out with lots of fun horror friends who we're trying to have a get together with because it's like basically what I want this get together that we're going to have is to be see your convention friends without having to sign or sell stuff. Because like oh. so many times we go to these conventions and like we'll be talking to Vamp or Kiko from Mystic Museum or uh, Vanessa and it's hard because it's like I'm taking up time where people want to buy things from you yeah it's like oh we're we're talking but like we can't really talk right right. so also I want uh, Vamp to let me ride that one wheel man oh yeah she's got she fucking rides that thing thing around that thing's dope yeah by the way Vamp sells these amazing plushies that are giant can i would say even higher quality than a squishmallow they're very soft and huge we have one that's a big candy corn and that thing lives in our bed it's so corn baby yeah we call him corn baby Mm -hmm. he was in the uh he was in the the winnie the pooh sponsor ad (laughs) that's right he was like the back the back plush because he's the biggest one people liked our plush collection it's and we have a. They're like, where'd you get that shit? I was like, there's out of the more closet, plush, baby. There's more plushies than that too. That's not even all. Of them. Yeah, yeah, we just owned all those. <laughs> yep. Rick Massey asks, are there any interesting urban legends from your hometown? I feel like every town has a story. You're always talking about Spaghetti Man. Spaghetti Man's not an urban legend. That's a real guy. According to you. He's real. There's footage of him on YouTube. There's footage of lots of things on YouTube, hon. Our town did have an urban legend. Uh, if you are from Sterling Heights, Michigan. You may also be familiar with this one. Actually, I'm curious if kids are still scaring themselves with this because this was a thing when I was in elementary school. We would all freak ourselves out with it. Uh, it was not my elementary school, but this other one that's close-ish to my house, uh, Hazel Elementary. There was this urban legend that every night around midnight, I think, uh, there would be a ghost girl that would walk around didn't your p- sister dresses yes we did play time? a prank on some friends when i was in high school at yeah. hazel elementary because my friends went through a ghost hunting phase and i asked if i could come with them 
specifically so that I could hide my sister in the back of my car because she had at that point very long dark hair that went down almost to her butt and she was like see if I was she would have been like 12 Uh so she she looked like Samara like enough like Samara right so we hit her uh me and my friend Carrie hit her in my car we met up with my two friends who were ghost hunting had their camcorder and everything and we uh we got there early so that my sister could hide wow yeah it was fun I wonder if they still have that tape. <laughs> That'd be so great. <laughs> but yeah, that's it's it's not a particularly unique urban legend, but there you go. If you're from Sterling Heights, let me know if you're all still freaking yourselves out about that one. We didn't have an urban legend at all, but we had a it's not an urban legend at all. We had a cool Ur- hang called Mario Land. Oh, yeah. I think I've told you about it. I so I should imagine it was Hazel. Did I say Havel or Hazel? You it, said Hazel. It was Havel Elementary. Oh, okay. I apologize. Yeah. Yeah, Mario Land. Uh, Did I ever take you to Mario Land? You've you've driven me past it and showed it to me. We didn't hop the the wall. No, we have not gotten tetanus together at Mario Land. All right. I you know I think I took my my college ex to Mario Land once, so I'm gonna have to take you just so (laughs) just so we can have that on our list. But uh, aren't you afraid you'll get like a dog sicked on you or something? I I did hear that they added dogs recently or in later years but when we were going it was like 2006 2007 explain what it what yeah it is. it's uh <laughs> mario land was this it, i think it was taylor michigan it was this giant industrial field filled with concrete tubes that were used for like i guess sewage lines or underground or uh-huh. whatever but they're giant concrete tubes stacked everywhere on their side upright everywhere for so far and the the building of the company that made them was so far off that no one was ever back in this back lot just full of concrete tubes so like you could walk down these railroad tracks hop a fence you were in mario land and back then we didn't drink or smoke or anything we went there and played airsoft Uh, (laughs) that like older kids would be in there fucking drinking and smoking we went there and we would go at like two in the morning, three in the morning with fucking headlamps and airsoft guns that eventually became the ones with like the CO2 cartridges that were like serious business. There were times when a buddy of mine fucking like jumped into a pool of still water there to swim underneath a pipe to get like the advantage on. So people were getting welts falling. There's rebar everywhere. It was fucking dope, to be honest. Oh, my God. Yeah, we still have some group pictures of that we all took, like, set the camera and, like, all posing from, like, the, the <laughs> concrete tubes. One of the only things <laughs> I can think of that was, like, not even close to being that reckless, which is something <laughs> stupid we all did when we were in high school. It was when everyone finally, we all had driver's licenses at that point, and it was that sweet spot in the 2000s where we all had cell phones, but none of them had the internet yeah. or maps or anything Dumb you phones. could call and maybe text if you had te- a texting You're starting plan. to get texting capabilities but yeah. you it was for making phone calls with mm-hmm. them. that's it and what we would do was we would all meet up somewhere we'd separate into teams and then we would all kidnap a member of each other's team nice uh one person sometimes two like i think more often we would do two, so it was like a buddy system kind of thing. And what you would do when you got kidnapped is you had a blindfold put on you, and you mm. would be driven uh, somewhere within a time limit by another team and just dropped off. And you would then have to call your team 
and describe where you were. And like you would get dropped off where it would be really far until there was a street sign. Uh Like maybe I I feel like when I did it, I got dropped off in like a field. It was just farm. Like there was just nothing. So we had to walk until we found um, it was a real estate development that had a sign for like the company. So we called them like, okay, it's this real estate with this company name. And that's all we know until we can find a street. Um, Anyway, I'm sure that was probably more dangerous than we realized at the time. Sure. Man, when when I was much younger, like uh, eight, nine-ish, we would go to my buddy's house and just hop fences until we got to the end of the road. You would do that too? Oh yeah, we would just like walk through the neighborhood. But like through people's backyards. Through people, but yeah. Yeah. And it was like, if they had a dog, that was an obstacle. Like, you just had to be wary of it. Yeah. And some some had the wooden fences. Some had, like, just regular chain link. But you would just be hopping through until you got to the end of the street. And then we'd go back to his backyard and go the other way. Well, like, the and just... prevalence of guns was not the same. No. No, it was. It wasn't as, uh, it wasn't as like, an identity back yeah. then, at least in Michigan. Um, which, like, now I think that's changed a bit. Yeah. yeah. It would not be something that I would encourage children to no. do no. anymore. Yeah. I, I have two that you I was two not. Kids? No, no, no. Oh. Uh, urban legend things. <laughs> oh, you have urban legends. Okay. Uh, one, I never did. I was not cool enough, but I wonder if you guys ever made it over, but it was definitely an Oakland County thing. You ever go to the Northville Mental Hospital? Yes. Uh, Yeah, I never made it inside, but I like drove near it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a big thing that like kids would do, and mm. I think it got a lot more difficult to get into. Because it was in the middle of the woods. It was. Right? Yeah. Well, there, it was surrounded by a ton of woods. Mm-hmm. Yes. So you could get to it through woods instead of off of Seven Mile. And then up north in Traverse City was the old state hospital that is now like apartments and restaurants and stores <laughs> and stuff. But for a long time, it was just abandoned and you could just like walk around and it was like, you know, urban exploring or whatever. Mm-hmm. But there's a Traverse City urban legend that was connected to the old state hospital called the hippie tree, that there was this like hippie in the hippie tree in the woods outside of the mental hospital where that there was like a, a, a portal to hell and there was like an escaped, <laughs> you know, in, not inmate, but patient at the at the mental hospital who like you know, was this multiple murderer and would like kidnap people from the woods and take them to this portal to hell oh and why God. it was called the hippie tree. I have yeah. no idea. I, that's but not what I expected this, when you said hippie tree. It's just a cool ass tree with like graffiti on it. <laughs> it's like in the middle of the woods outside this, uh, you know, no, no longer abandoned hospital complex. Man. But. Yeah. I don't think there's any uh, abandoned places to explore anymore safely or semi safely. Cause even the, uh, the train station, isn't that? Oh yeah. It's, Ford owns it now. They're it's redoing, redoing it. No. Yeah, it's yeah. Really? The Packard yeah. plant is being redone. Upon, is, Did you say the Packard plant? Yeah. Oh, or, wow. or it's being torn down because it's super unsafe. Okay. We had a, we had an a old, the old steel mill we called it. I think it was like McLean's or McLeod's or something. I think it was uh, by Woodhaven. But we would go there, not quite inside, but, like, try to get inside. Uh, at Who Am T asks, what's the worst theater experience you've ever had? Whether it be bad customer service, bad audience, or gross popcorn and throw up all over the floor. Uh, I remember when we saw the Pet Cemetery remake with Matt and Stephanie. Matt, Pat, and Stephanie. Oh, those I remember it being people in a, not shutting the fuck. There were like multiple up. groups of people who just wouldn't <laughs> shut just the fuck mu- up. Yeah, it ruined the movie for me. Yeah, it was a bummer. I mean, that movie. Wasn't I mean, it was fine. Yeah, whatever. But yeah, uh, th- that's th- that's the first one to come to mind. I was probably 
as a high schooler on the other side of this question for other people you know oh a hundred percent i've been <laughs> the annoying asshole teen in the theater before yeah I went to go see a movie by myself once. I think it was. Oh, yeah, I remember this. It was when I was still in Michigan. You were here, right? Yes, it was Thanksgiving because mm-hmm. I didn't know anyone else out here yet. And, and all my other friends had I gone home. Yeah. And I couldn't afford to fly home for Thanksgiving. 2012. Then, yeah. Right? So I was just out here by myself. So I was like, all right, I'll go take myself. What did you see? I saw Anna Karenina. That's right. Uh, the Keira Knightley one, which I quite liked, actually. You know, it's already weird going there at Thanksgiving. I'm by myself. You can tell all the employees feel, well, <laughs> I felt weird. I don't think it's weird. I think going to the movies alone is a pleasure. But uh, you could tell the employees felt bad, you know, because it's Thanksgiving. And my Thanksgiving meal essentially becomes theater food at that point. <laughs> um, and I went and sa- I, I found my seat theater basically empty and then a guy came in and sat right next That's to me. That's right. <laughs> oh. yeah. Yep. And this is before the assigned seating was mm-hmm. more prevalent. Yeah. So I just got up and sat somewhere else. And I think he took the hint because he did not follow me. But it was Ugh. fucking weird. Just compounding what was already just an off day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No good. That's an interesting guy going to see Anna Karenina alone as well on Thanksgiving. <laughs> Um, at Zachary Ron, uh, Zachary Noah Ron, I again apologize if I mispronounce your name. Uh, this question was for me, but obviously this will be for both of us. Chelsea, I'm interested to know what's your favorite Disneyland attraction? Don't know if you've talked about it in the past, but I can't remember. Lamau. <laughs> <laughs> Does DCA count? I guess, yeah, well, we can say like disneyland we'll do disneyland resort which is the whole thing but then also we should do disneyland just disneyland the park is it magic kingdom or is that no that's florida does does disneyland disneyland is just disneyland Hmm. the disneyland resort is the all of it yeah guardians breakout guardians it's the fucking best ride and i will fully admit I was very unhappy when they announced they were reskinning I think we publicly Tower of Terror. I was pissed. Tweeted. I had angry we're Angry, tweets. yeah. And people were like, what's the big deal? It'll still be there in Florida. And it's like, yeah, but we're here. <laughs> we're here. That's so far away and humid. But <laughs> despite the theme change maybe not being to our tastes, they also changed the ride mechanics. They... Made it so much more intense. Fucking gross. And I love uh, the feeling of falling, like a drop. Yeah. And, I mean, I can't complain. They really amped up that ride. Oh, man. It's so intense. Like That Jackson 5 sequence. Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. Because there are, what, six songs that you can get? Yeah. Each with a different drop sequence. They randomize it, yeah. The music is fun. Mm-hmm. I personally don't really care for Guardians of the Galaxy, but when I'm on that ride, all I care about is rescuing my friends. <laughs> <laughs> and I, it's so good. I got to help Rocket. Because there's so many drops, little drops, and then little like sh- things. It opens and you watch a little thing. And the entire time, everyone, everyone on that is ride screaming. is screaming. Screaming their fucking lungs out. Screaming and laughing. It's very, it's such a joyful three minutes or however long it is like i don't know it's there's something about it that's just real 
God. Special. And then when we're on our fourth ride of the weekend and I realize, oh, if you lift your feet up as you go yeah, up, there's a point where none of you is touching the seat fun, or the ride. Fun hack for that ride that does not involve breaking the safety rules of the ride, which people have done and have gotten banned from the park. Don't do it. Uh, this one, I'm, I'm as far as I can tell, is completely safe because it does not involve altering the, the seatbelt seat or anything. The seatbelt will keep you if you just from lift, dying. Lift your feet but just up lift your feet up, baby. It's. It's actually terrifying. Because when you hit that top and then start to go back down, your butt comes up too. So you're just, so it's nothing just is touching. The, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's, God, it's so good. Yeah. I would ride that thing all day, mm -hmm. every day if I could. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. Uh, Disneyland itself? Disneyland itself, I think my kind of criteria for favorite ride there totally changes because while I do love a, a, a thrill, mm -hmm. um, especially a drop kind of ride, uh, I also love themed rides. I love dark rides. I love animatronics. I love like good ride lighting and good ride vehicles. We got to meet Bob Gurr at Midsummer Scream, which was fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. That man's 91 years old. He is a, the only living Imagineer who worked on Disneyland with Walt Disney. Yeah. Um, we spoke with him. It was like talking to history. A lot of ride vehicles. Apparently has a monorail tattoo on his chest that I'm upset. I did oh, not know yeah. about or else I would have asked to see it. Uh, and if you had gone to the after party, you would have seen him fucking dancing. I got out partied by a 91-year-old. <laughs> That's Disney magic. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, so what are you thinking? Haunted Mansion or it's Pirates? genuinely really hard for me to pick between those two. because is, yeah. I always think every time I ride either one, I'm like, no, this one's it's my, this it's one, yeah. like between those two, it's hard not to pick either of those two because they're both just so the theming is so detailed and elaborate. And it's also a kind of bygone style of Disney where it's not IP ride theming. No, they've been turned into IP, but they're sure. not IP. Yeah. 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 Uh, they're just, these experiences and stories created for the parks and uh, there's something so charming about both of them and you'll just never see rides like those made ever again mm -hmm. the amount of maintenance that goes into those alone <laughs> like Disney would and yet be like, they don't break down as often as Indiana Jones. Well, Indiana Jones, I learned apparently Indiana Jones breaks down as much as it does because it's not actually breaking down. It's just that ride. People don't listen when they are told to take off their hats or sunglasses and put them in the little mm. pouch. And so Mickey ears fly off and they have to shut down the whole ride and walk the track yeah. and find whatever it was that flew off. And then they have to, it's just, it's like they have to go through a series of clearances to make sure it's all, so that's what takes so long and why it always shuts down. Anyway, I don't know. I, I'm i leaning, after having gone recently and going on them pretty close to me, kind of like Haunted Mansion. I lean that way too, but like you said, every time I ride the other one, it's like, you know, maybe this, Haunted maybe Mansion, pirates. there's such a fun variety of gags and scenes mm -hmm. that, Pirates, and again, Pirates is like second favorite probably because Pirates is fucking incredible. And Pirates does have the kind of fake sky going for it that I think is so cool when you kind of emerge in that bad, that ship the battle. Ship, yeah, it's such a cool illusion. Land. After a while, it's just it's just a bunch of pirates. It's just a bunch of guys, mm, you yeah. know? 
Whereas, it, like, the scenery doesn't change too much. Mm-hmm. You kind of are, you're going through this town. Part of it's on fire, which is cool. It's got a little bit of small world syndrome with the song over and over and over. Sure. On. Although, I guess Haunted Mansion does, too. It does, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But Haunted Mansion, you have very different little vignettes. Like, you've got a ballroom, and then you've mm-hmm. got an attic, and then you've got a graveyard. And I kind of like that change yeah. in scenery, maybe, more so. I don't know. It's It's really hard to pick. I also feel like the doom buggies are very cozy because mm-hmm. you get to be in one just two people versus That's pirates are sharing a boat with people. People try and take flash pictures on the fucking rides. Like, it's not going to look good. You're not going to look back at that and be like, what a great picture. The correct answer is Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Toad is also a staple. Ex- extremely honorary mention trip. to Mr. Toad. Mr. If they ever change Mr. Toad in any way or remove it, um, uh, will I uh, handcuff myself to Mr. Winky? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here here you go, James. What's uh, up? John H. Beers the third. Hey, oh, John. Hey, John. How are you? <laughs> John asks, if you were a wrestler, what would your character slash heel slash tag team name be? Do you Man. Ha- if you fan- you've got to fantasize about what your gimmick would be, what your kind of... I mean, I feel like it would fall under, like, the Miz, Grayson Waller-type category mm-hmm. where it's, like, douchebag who's kind of, like, a uh, uh, cowardly heel. Logan Paul. No. No. Logan Paul, <laughs> he's much more aggressive than those guys. Yeah, he's not as cuddly as, like, the Miz. Oh, what? You think the Miz is cuddly? He's fun, you know? <laughs> uh, like, he's a jerk, but he's kind of a... I mean, they're more comedic. Logan a, Paul's not a comedic heel. He is like... Uh, Logan Paul would never let himself get people's elbowed by Snoop Dogg as a joke. Probably not. That was Miz who that happened to? I think it was Miz, yeah, yeah. During Hot Mess Mania, mm-hmm. after Shane blew out both his legs. And God, that was so Snoop fucking funny. Snoop had to do an audible people's <laughs> like, uh, Yeah, it would, it would probably be in line with those kinds of characters. Just like probably more comedic. I mean, especially with my size, I'm lucky to be mid-carder. Uh, <laughs> you know, maybe pair me up in a tag team and we could do something. God, I just realized I haven't, I don't think I've seen Pretty Deadly Uh in a minute but like maybe something i know they're fucking great maybe something like that where it's just like full of yourself but you get your ass handed to you i'm just being realistic about my size i I would look like a fucking child next to those wrestlers (laughs) (laughs) they're huge that is all they do is exactly i height wise i would probably be like on the lower end but not the tiniest but like just build wise because even those shorter dudes Mm mm-hmm just have all that muscle like buddy murphy you know mm. was like my height but that guy's fucking ripped even ali who is yeah. is my height and is like a, a cruiserweight he's fucking ripped mm-hmm. man those muscles are giant so uh, yeah i would definitely be uh i would be enhancement talent uh-huh that's that's the official name for jobbers enhancement <laughs> talent that's so funny <laughs> like sandwich artist (laughs) uh i okay in a world where i'm extremely athletic and could ever qualify uh for a wrestling job 
I man, being a heel would be so much fun. Mm-hmm. I would be like a I'd want to be like a Chelsea Green, like I want to speak to the manager kind of uh yeah. shit stirrer. She's fucking great at her job. Yeah. Like I would just want to be everyone's problem and not in a intimidating way (laughs) just in an oh my god like a headache we're just so done with you kind of way yeah literally today i just saw news that uh sonia deville tore her acl and they are currently the women's tag champions those belts are cursed people constantly get injured or just booked poorly and so sonia is going to be gone for torn acl Mm. that's seven to nine months man so i don't know what they're going to do with those belts poor chelsea she's you know getting her gimmick over but it's a damn shame. But yeah, that'd be a good that'd be a good one for you, for sure. I like how we both cast ourselves as insufferable Sniveling, heels. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I just think it'd be fun to be the type who runs up to the ring and just talks so much shit, but then instantly as soon as I'm I can tell that I'm in a bad situation, I'm crying and and saying like, "No, please, I'm just begging for my life." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's that's a fun spot yeah. for sure. Or I just um, uh alternatively, I just want to be Paul Heyman. <laughs> yeah. Paul yeah. Heyman's such an icon. I just want to be a manager mm-hmm. and get on the mic and pitch my client and again just be everyone's problem. <laughs> <laughs> And then, like, on the the rare occasion when someone does an actual move to you, it gets a huge pop. Yeah, exactly. Like Paul Heyman got super kicked by Jey Uso. Good times. I'm a Paul Heyman girl, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think that's going to do it for this week. Yeah. Thanks for, uh, thanks for sticking with us. This is a fun episode, though. Yeah. Sorry, What's the last I... song or album you listened to? Oh, oh. I'm, I'm just Last throwing it out there. song yeah. or album I mm-hmm, listened mm-hmm. to. Anything? Oh, Bass Hunter. You had me put them on <laughs> was, on the way home. I Look, it was a late night drive home, and I wanted to listen to some 2000s. I was now. trying to listen to some pop punk because I'm going to When We Were Young soon. So I was trying to play some of that, and you were like, can I was we like, please no, have some 2000s I techno? I need some Euro beats to keep me alert while I drive home. Also for I've cool. Been, I've been playing too many games recently to listen to a ton of music and watching vanderpump rules that's my gym that's my gym slash cleaning slash background show it's just it's yeah yeah, it's my i'm folding laundry to this show Mm -hmm. it's trash (laughs) but it's very good background noise because it does not take a ton of energy to pay attention to also check out the the soundtrack for the movie influencer that's like on high on my spotify list because it's really dope Mm -hmm. uh I like that movie. It's on Shudder. I don't know if that's indie or not, but the the soundtrack is fucking dope. Mm-hmm. Influencer. It's got a lot of just cool modern pop. Yeah. Good stuff. I just finished capturing a video capturing the first Danganronpa game and the soundtrack for those games is really Oh really yeah, great. you said you were really Lots like of that. horns and it's mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Also, Poppy, who I've been a little obsessed with this year, she she's been releasing new songs, but like they're less metal. Oh, okay. She's she's doing more poppy stuff, uh, which like it's fine. But she has two albums that like I'm just kind of obsessed with because we saw uh, she opened for Jane's Addiction and mm-hmm. Smashing, Smashing Pumpkins. Pumpkins, and she was like doing the fucking hard shit. What albums were they? Uh, I disagree, and I think Flux were the were the really heavy ones. Mm-hmm. Maybe also Am I a Girl. Um, but, you yeah, know, I disagree and, and flux fucking rule. 
love those. If you're into like metal, maybe give those a shot. But then I say that, and like the actual metal fans are gonna be like, uh, okay, metal's a weird genre. Metal's weird. I guess random band recommendation because I always kind of return to them if I just don't know what to listen to. Uh, Do Nothing, they're fun. I've played Do Nothing in the car while we've driven places. Yeah. Yeah, they just, their singer has a very interesting voice that I quite like. So I guess if I'm recommending anything that's actually cool and not just uh, bass on her (laughs) because I was feeling nostalgic. Yeah. Do Nothing's pretty great. All right. Thanks for tuning in this week. Next week, yeah, we'll we'll do uh, talk to me. Talk to me, yeah, and uh, which is good. We saw it, but we didn't take notes when we saw it. So yeah, we're gonna we see just it again. Wanted to go see a movie. Yeah. But this uh, time we'll take notes. We'll, st- we'll see it again. Take some notes. Mm-hmm. Even though there's lots of movies I want to see, and I just realized can't really say that. But talk to me. We can talk about. That's cool. Strikes are weird. Yeah. <laughs> talk to me is about what happens when you drink too many Fosters at a party and. <laughs> Do shit because your friends uh, pressure you into it. So, mm-hmm. uh, social media. Yeah. Oh, Dead Me James Twitter X. Sorry X. Oh, did that happen between the last podcast and this one? Probably. Everything he does. <laughs> I think this will be it. I'm, but I, I, I can never leave. I'm there till it, the wheels fall off. Oh, for Twitter. Yeah. It's because it's the only social media thing based on words. I don't want to do Instagram. I don't want to take that many pictures. I know there's other ones. I did get a Blue Sky invite from a fan. Thank you. You got a Blue Sky invite? But I haven't signed up for it yet. Well, then Threads tried and Threads shat the bed. Yeah. You can't search. There's not a trending tab. You can't access it on your desktop. Yeah. You have to go on the app on your fuck you threads. Ugh, I think they're working on some of that shit, but I think it's too late now. I don't know. I just want to give, give me Twitter. It was fine. Yeah. I mean, it had problems, but they all do. Fuck. Uh, but dead me James on X Instagram and TikTok. I'm at Carabac C-R-E-B-E-C-C on X and Instagram. <laughs> and if you want merch, deadmeatstore.com. Okay, great. Till next time, I'm Chelsea. I'm James. And this has been the The Dead Dead Meat Meat Podcast. Podcast. I wanted to join in.